Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. This is the midweek special. This is where we chat about the stuff that didn't make it into last weekend's show and didn't make it into next weekend's show. Hello, Caroline. Hello, everybody. Happy midweek. Happy midweek. What a fun weekend. And I didn't even get sunburned on Saturday, so I feel like it was a win. You had like the best weekend, and I had like the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Bummer, right? I had a great time. I had a great time. We went out to, uh, Julie and I spent Saturday out at Hairfest, H-A-R-E-F-E-S-T, and it is the big summer festival here in Portland that is all cover bands. So basically you got about a dozen cover bands to sit there and uh, hang out with, which is super fun. And uh, it was like seeing all your favorite bands without having to uh, see them all. And they had a joke kind of in one of their posts that I thought was kind of hilarious. Caroline, they said, uh, they said, uh, come listen to your favorite bands. You won't notice because you didn't bring your glasses anyway. They'll be a little blurry. So it was uh, pretty funny. They, you know, it was it was a good time. So you heard a little bit of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I probably should have brought some of your protection, but at the same time, it was the funnest, best, awesomest people watching you could ever imagine. They had at this festival, Eric sent me video and that was like the highlight of my weekend because I was dealing with home improvement nightmare, but he sent me video of this cover band for heart. And if anybody (laughs) knows heart, they are not easy to emulate. And this band did it so well and so good that if you closed your eyes and listened to the video, you thought it was Nancy and Ann singing right to you. Yeah. And it was that way. I mean, the Metallica cover band, the ACDC cover band, even the Foreigner, you thought you were sitting there watching these bands, which is pretty impressive. Nice. We got to go out there. It's it's really amazing. Yeah. It's a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun. Hey, I didn't, uh, I wanted to, before we talk about your nightmare, I wanted to bring up this one. Did you see that study, Caroline? I mean, you've been talking about, glyphosate for decades. So this isn't something new. Do you see the CDC study that came out this weekend? Mm-mm, no. You're going to okay. tell me something new. I know. I'm going to tell you something new. Maybe. Disturbing <laughs> weed killer ingredient tied to cancer found in 80% of U.S. urine samples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't surprise You're me. like, no surprise. <laughs> Can't. 
So a report by Unit of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention found that out of 2,310 urine samples taken from a group of Americans intended to be a representative of the U.S. population, 1885, 1,885 were laced with detectable traces of glyphosate. So, which, uh, you know, is what you find in things like, well, Roundup, for instance. Yeah. So when you go and spray it's, uh, your weeds or you go to your local box store and you buy a little container that looks like it's easy to use, it has a consequence. Mm-hmm. It said almost a third of participants were children ranging from six to 18. It's in the food so, chain. So yep. it ends up, it's also, you know, I've tested the duck work, so it's in your duck work. So it's getting into your body one way or the other, airborne or. Yeah. Through your food. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, this is an interesting one. So with that problem, it says more than 200 million pounds of glyphosate are used annually by U.S. farmers. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So we'll see And then we were talking uh, about, you know, we had our guest on that's coming up this week, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, not this week. So this week, let's talk about that real quick, just to get that out of the way for you guys. So coming up this week, we, uh, in the first hour, we're going to be talking about this. Uh, we had a listener with a question about uh, veterans discounts. So we dive into that and then storage ideas for large things and how to build storage versus pay for storage. And then in hour number two, we're going to get a little off the reservation talking about a big DIY project, unlimited hydroplane racing. And building and fixing boats. And we've got some great people with that one. That's a fun one. That's like our fun. We're going a little off the rails, but it has to do with home improvement. It has to do with how to build things. We're not that far off. And Strong Racing is the official race boat for the uh, race team for the uh, Around the House show. So we got we to gotta give them a little love considering we've got some uh, races and some of our radio markets coming up here uh, in the next month or two. So it's something that, uh, is always good, but we'll be talking about that, but NASCAR. Uh, we're going to have a garden expert coming up. Yeah. We've got a lot of stuff coming NASCAR up. on the water. That's what I call it, but it's better. There you go. There you go. So that'll be really cool. We'll be talking about that, but, uh, yeah, we have a garden expert coming up that, uh, we'll let this cat out of the bag a little later. It is a world famous garden expert that, uh, Caroline, uh, convinced to come on the show and uh this will be one for the ages you won't want to miss this one coming up here that'll be uh what the following week so not this weekend but next yeah so good stuff coming up guys all kinds of talk yeah so let's talk about your um molding door frame flooring drama let's put it this way if a contractor messes up and does something really bad in your home don't hire him back again. Just say, that's it. I'm done. And I'm not going to say who did this because it, it's, it's embarrassing and I don't want to call anyone out, but they hired back a no. contractor that shouldn't have been hired back and they decided to mm-hmm. put in some engineered flooring. And somehow mm-hmm. this person ended up with wood dust, whether it could have been from the parquet floor extraction or the cutting of the wood outside mm-hmm. or the cutting of the wood inside with wood debris through the entire house with dust and, um, and a floor that is a, what I'd say a quarter inch shy of the door trim because they didn't put the luon underneath. No the plywood floor. underneath that. So 
Subfloor. They should have built that no. up to match. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the problem, right? You know, when you go in there, now you've got this issue around door frames where the door frames now are are cut to exist the old to, to match the old floor. Mm-hmm. So now you got this quarter inch gap around the base of the door frame for where that comes down. Yep. And, and then, so nightmare and people get upset <laughs> and then you have to deal with it being Eric and I. <laughs> yep. So here's the interesting part too, is that there was a suggestion in a video that I thought was like, quite frankly, the hack way to do this was literally to put some tape down and fill that gap with wood putty. No, you forgot the meant foam. To fill. They put the foam. Oh yeah. In there's first. the foam backer in there. So you, you put, put the this ca- foam the in caulk. Yeah. This is such a big gap <laughs> in this video that they have that you put backer rod that you would use for caulking behind it and then putty over the top of it. <laughs> Not going to work. And Not then sand and wanna... sand and sand. <laughs> oh yeah. You would have I so mean, much sawdust. Is... It, I mean, sanding in your house, like it would be a mess. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, it, if you wanted to go that way, the better product to use would have been Bondo. But it still is a part that it's going to really want, you know, like a vacuum cleaner or a mop or something is going to want to chip that and bust it out of there. You're going to fight that forever. And so to me, Caroline, the two ways that you can really fix that to me would be to pull the trim on the doors, reset the doors down on top of the floor and put the casing back up on it. That's kind of the right way to do that. Or if you don't want to dig into that can of worms, you could cut some little pieces of wood, glue and slide them in there that would match and then fill in sand and go that route. And then I was asking about our buddies over at Sashko have some interesting kind of caulk, which could that potentially work? Yeah, I mean, quarter inch, yeah, that could work in there. You could get in there and uh, caulk that uh, with, with, you know, like their big flex or one of those. Mm-hmm. And you could follow that around and do that if you didn't want to have to do any sanding because that's kind of part of the issue too is that obviously sanding affects this person that dust does. So we were trying to come up with a a way to not have to sand that, right? Yeah, well, it was a such a big ordeal that, the mess that was made. And I get it. I mean, who knows? They had no containment up at all, which was just moronic. Um, And it was open to a big, you know, cathedral ceiling. So all of this just floated up. It went on the chandeliers. It went up to the second floor, went in the bedrooms. So obviously somebody did something that wasn't supposed to be done um, and left a big mess for cleanup and my responsibility and not fun. No, not fun at all. So you've got some solutions there, but none of them are going to be great because it's going to be a bigger mess no matter how you do it. And let's just talk about flooring really quick. Just give a recap because we were talking about the differences between a pergo and an engineered floor. And then if you're doing an actual real wood floor. And so Eric had a good description for that. And so I just thought why not a good point to touch yeah, on So, it. you know, that house had parquet flooring in it, which is those little squares of strips of oak that go in different, you know, parquet floors. And that's made out of a real hardwood. So you go in there, and that's typically a glue down. So you have to go down and strip it out. And it came and up then nice. Usually, no either came no up water nice. Damage. Yep. It, so floor didn't, was good. Yep. Floor was good. Yep. So then you have a few different options. You have tile. You have a real wood sand and finish hardwood. 
You could go a pergo, which is like a laminate floor. You could go with a luxury vinyl plank, which is a vinyl click lock floating. Or you could go with that pre-finished either solid wood floor or pre-finished, you know, um, you know, engineered floor, floor, which is like a plywood. And so, if- so in this case, mm-hmm. go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, in this case, uh, it was chosen to be a engineered veneer floor that was glued down instead of floating. And they lied because it was supposed to be a floating floor. And somehow in the process of them doing it, they said no Luan in between. So you have your subfloor, then there was Luan, then there was par- parquet. Mm-hmm. And explain what Luan is if people don't know. It's just like a thin piece of plywood. Uh, it's just a hard, it's just a like a mahogany plywood typically is what Luan plywood is. You know, it's mm-hmm. just a hardwood plywood that is pretty dimensionally stable when it goes down there. It's not one of the, like one of the soft pine ones or any of those other things of the fur. It's just a, a veneer that's just a good subfloor material. Mm-hmm. So they said if they left so out that, the Luan, yeah. they they failed to tell the homeowner that there would be a gap, right? So if you have this quarter inch of material that's not there anymore, you're going to have a space between now where your floor meets your door trims. Yeah. Or trim in general. And the nice thing is with that with that Luan plywood is it gives you, it's a great subfloor material because it's not like... Let's say you've got a quarter inch thick to build up, right? Like in this case, that would have fixed it if they would have put that down there. If you go get quarter inch like CDX plywood, mm-hmm. it's the cheap stuff. You've got knots and holes and it's not perfectly level, you know, level. And it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough where the Luon is super smooth. It's been sanded. You know, it, it works out really well for that. So it's a great filler material that's even, which won't show through a flooring surface. Yep. So, so that's now, the key right there. Yeah. No Luan meant quarter inch gap. Now, let me ask you a question. If they had chosen just to do the hardwood, which was my recommendation to begin with, would they have had the quarter inch gap? Could they have eaten that space with a thicker um, flooring material? Yeah. Possibly, because I don't know what thickness this, you know, engineered floor comes in different sizes. It can come on from like three eighths you know, or metric sizes all the way up to almost three quarter. I've seen some really thick engineered floor materials. So uh, that's very unusual, but yeah, I've seen them pretty thick. So it's depending on what they put in there, but you could have either figured out a a thicker engineered floor or put down the, uh, put down under limit to bring it up level. I wonder if they messed up and like, could they have gone with a thicker engineered floor and not had this issue? Like, it seems like it was totally their unpreparedness of, not getting the right. Well, thing. it's hard to say. Uh, did they buy the flooring, or did mm-hmm. the contractor go buy the flooring and come in and do it them with as part of that? The contractor purchased it, I guess, previously. They sized up what they wanted, color tone, whatever, ah. and then they ordered it and brought it in. Couple things: color tone might not have been available, and it could have been only available in one thickness. Mm-hmm. That's very possible. Very possible. Um, yeah. Super possible. At that point, though, you really kind of have to go in and say, hey, look, to do this right with the door, we got to put down like, you know, quarter inch plywood down there to, you know, get us built up, mm-hmm. um, you know, just for that uh, underlayment. So that that would have been the right thing to do. And of course, it sounds like they either for budget or a shortcut, they didn't do that. seems like these guys like to do shortcuts because like two weeks ago, they decided they were going to 
tile over the door frame and leave an eighth of an inch of tile hanging over the door frame, which basically looked like hell. <laughs> and then they wanted yeah, to was- change the door frame instead of changing the tile. And thank God to shout out to Carl the Flash, who was like a highly recommended tile. Carl the Flash Leonard. Yes. Highly recommended by Ardex. Save the day. And so if you're looking for a Tyler and you're in the Northeast, check out Carl the Flash. <laughs> Great. Little shout out to uh, a key member of the Global Tile Posse. Mm. Shout out to those guys. But yeah, seriously, though, I mean, that's one of the things that, um, you know, there, there's every time you deal with a floor like that and you don't put in the same thickness, you have things you're going to chase around. Maybe it's base trim. Maybe it's the door frames. Maybe it's lining up with a a flooring surface on the other side. You know, if it's, if that room, if it was a room, for instance, it was maybe hardwood and carpet or hardwood and maybe vinyl and a bathroom or tile, not lining those things up can have consequences in many other little areas. So it's stuff you got to be paying attention to. I had a house that I was living in as a great example that had a kitchen. And this was a, a girlfriend a long time ago. I was living in her place and they had built up the floor so much. There was a transition walking into the kitchen that was almost an inch. So they had like two layers of vinyl on top of the old linoleum. vinyl and then tile on top of that. Yeah. It was like linoleum, linoleum, vinyl, wood, tile all <laughs> built up. Yeah. It was just, it was. And so there's this big ramp, but the here's where the problem was. And this was the crazy part is when her, dishwasher died and I got it got to go put the dishwasher in I actually had to take the wood edge of the countertop off because it was a tile countertop with the wood edge just to get the dishwasher out because it was captured in there because they had tiled up to the front of the dishwasher so it was a it was a crazy hack deal on that one because you couldn't get that in there so those are things that and the t- you can always look too because the little toe tick toe kick in the front of the cabinets was only like Two and a half inches high where it should have been like four or three and a half. Hint. So it was bad. A lot of these old houses that I've worked on, I mean, literally, I think one of the projects we did, there was 10 layers of flooring. And that was because, you know, they start oh. with like a real, say you have a real pumpkin pine and then they go over it with a linoleum. And then they had this weird, they had asbestos. Then they had, um, what else was in there? Mm-hmm. This, it was this wool. There was a wool type of flooring. Then there was carpet. Oh. So it was like, there were literally 10 floors. Jeez. And they used yeah, to make this weird back in the day. They used to make this weird tarry. It was like a tar, but it was a tile. So that was kind of weird too. So strange. Well, they stuff. have that. So what they do is they had that tar mastic. So what it was, it, that's the asbestos mastic that they used to glue the, the tile or the linoleum down with. And that was filled with asbestos fibers to make it stronger. There was something else though, too. It was like this, um, it almost looked like a jute or something like, you know, it was like a material and it wasn't rug, Mm -hmm. but it was weird looking stuff. So, you know, you never know what you're going to find in those old houses. No, no, you never do. You never do. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I was going to say too, there's a couple things that I noticed, you know, on our midweek special, I usually address any recalls and stuff. So, uh, an important one here is John Deere recalls lawn tractors due to crash and injury hazards. This is from oh, uh, no! <laughs> the 7th of July. That's not good. So, That's obviously, bad. they don't sell a ton of these because it's only about 160 units. Still, I'm like, you've got one. That's, That's not good. a lot, but 
But here's the here's the hazard. The wheel hubs were not manufactured to spec and can fail, causing the tractor to lose braking and propulsion, posing crash and injury <laughs> standards. So nice. take a look over at uh, deer.com. Go into the recall information. Take a look. Make sure you've got the model number. But uh, this one here appears to be a newer one, and literally the wheels could fall off. So be careful. That's a bad day in the yard. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a bad day. I thought I had a bad That's weekend. a bad day. See, you know, literally I drove the wheels off it. No, you really did. You really <laughs> did. And then there was a, um, this is an interesting one here on that same day, July 7th, that was released by the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Vornado agrees to pay $7.5 million civil penalty for failure to immediately report space heaters posing a fire hazard. So they got their hand slapped uh, for not taking these spe- space heaters and because um, they had a defect that created an unreasonable risk of serious injury. Hmm. So it could have caused an overheat, catch fire, you know, burn, injury, death kind of stuff. Not good. So they got nailed by that one. So um, now these guys had a kind of a history of this, it seems, because in that same story, it says in 2008, Vornado, Vornado Trust paid a half a million dollar civil penalty to them. Uh, and behalf of Vornado's predecessor, which was, again, a different kind of company, Vornado Air Circulation Systems, after it failed to immediately report overheating and fire incidents. So um, it seems like these guys have a um, little bit of a history of this maybe not working very well. And then it maybe turned around and changed their name to something similar, created a new LLC. <laughs> And have the same problem again. Way to go, guys. Champion. (laughs) Uh, Champion for the people right there. Let's just burn the houses down. (laughs) Nice job. (laughs) That's insane. That's insane. Uh, I hope you have a yeah. We have some of our, I think, the best shows of the year coming up here. And I hate to set that expectation, but we've got some absolutely amazing interviews coming up that are uh going to be a little different a little bit fun so uh as always make sure you tune in and you can catch us on any podcast player or of course on the radio on any one of our stations nationwide for the radio show on the weekends but of course this midweek special doesn't show up on the radio make sure you guys if you're doing any home improvement projects check your contractors out and if they make a mistake just get rid of them don't don't be thinking they're going to do it better next time. It's their work ethic. You're never going to change that. I know it's in us to say, oh, well, maybe they just got it wrong and we can be forgiving. You just can't. It's going to cost you as the homeowner. It's Those things never get better. If it went bad the first time, seems the next time doesn't go any better or worse. Ouch. Not good. Not good. All right. Shall we wrap this up, Caroline? Yes, sir. Let's do it. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around Around the the House. Somewhere unseen and undiscovered is a love song let's be lovers we're all over the radio take my hand i know where to go all over the radio
Hey, it's Eric G from around the house. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.